Well, hey there, American Farmsteadhers. This is Jenny with the Gramstead Family Farm. And of course, I'm here with Donna from Hazelbell Farm. Hey, y'all. And we are back from hurricane prep. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it. We survived. Everybody survived the hurricane in our neck of the woods anyways. Yeah. But prayers to all of yeah. those folks down in South Florida because there are some people that were just completely devastated by that hurricane. They're hurt. And there's, there's still brand new footage just now coming out a week later. And um, they are hurting down there. They definitely need our prayers. Yes, absolutely. So... Um, I don't know about y'all, but we put in a ton of work preparing for that storm, but Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't sad for one second about all the work that we did. No, no. We always say we we prepare for the worst and hope for the best, and that's exactly what we got. That's exactly what we got and exactly what happened, so so that's not a bad thing. No, no, and you had a good thing happen after the storm. Oh, did I? What happened? Yeah, I, I rolled <laughs> up and saw your new addition oh, in the right. front. That's you, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, um, Hershey's due date was um, the Tuesday before the hurricane. Uh-huh. Um, hurricane was supposed to hit like Thursday, Friday, so we were on calf watch the whole time. Mm-hmm. And um, I think she ended up calving maybe like on that Saturday or something, Friday or Saturday, something like that. And um, yeah, she had a great delivery. Um, it was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful Couldn't day. Have picked better weather. No, it was not. <laughs> The sun was shining. Yeah. Um, she calved right in the middle of the day, um, right out in the front pasture. And um, and you got to see it. Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I was there for all of it. And, of course, I've got it on video. So Yay. I got to put that together and um, get it up on the YouTube channel. So Very cool. Because um, that's always fun. I mean, watching birth videos. It never gets old. Never gets old. It never gets old. <laughs> I mean, seeing it in real life, it never gets old. But, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll watch a birth video every time. I come across it. That's right. So she um, had a little heifer, and um, the little heifer looks exactly like baby Ruth. Uh-huh. I mean, they look almost identical. Which, they have the same sire? Yes. Okay, I thought so. They do. They do. So um, <clears throat> those, she, those two lovebirds make cute babies. Yes, they do. But he's gone now, so okay. that'll be the last calf that we get out of him. Okay. Um, they've got a beef master bull over there now who is super handsome. Uh-huh. Yes. He is a good-looking bull. But we have our own bull now, so yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. But that should be interesting combination. My big black Angus and her, she's large. She's tall. She's a big cow, mm-hmm. and you know. Then we have our miniature Aberdeen Angus. So um, it should be fun to watch. I, th- <laughs> I think he can get the job done. <laughs> he might need a step stool. Yeah, <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm a little bit worried about. I had my. Um, my adult sheep and my young Jane sheep sharing a fence line. Okay. And little Jane, she's being a hussy and Mm. she's just, she's teasing and teasing Uh up and down the fence, but that's just the way I needed to have them during the storm so that everybody could have shelter. And, um, I, I hope I saw him trying to get her through a gate. I hope it didn't happen. (laughs) I don't think it happened because she, she showed more signs of heat since then. So I think, yeah, I'm hoping all is well. I feel like worst case, the problem I'm new to sheep. So if I'm wrong, y'all can let me know. Right. But, um, 
like the reason that we even have that ram is because his mama was bred young. And so she was about a year old when she lambed him and she wanted to mother him, but she just didn't make milk. And okay. the breeder said that's because of her age. Oh, okay. So um, if that happens, then I will have Jersey milk and I right, will you'll just have do just like baby. I raised him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people think that's so fun to have bottle babies. And, you know, it is one time. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's not. Right. So, um, yeah, that's that was our our <laughs> cautionary tale of where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> yes, well, that kind of leads us into um, what we're talking about today because um, if there's a will, there's a way. Hopefully, mm-hmm. Big Mama will get bred by our new boar. <laughs> yeah, so we're so, talking pigs. Yes, we're talking pigs today. Um, another animal that can be considered small-scale protein yeah, I mean, you don't need acres and acres of grass to, to no. raise them. So definitely can be considered small scale. Yeah. Um, you can't get away with them in some subdivisions with your HOA. And um, we actually have raised pigs where we were deed restricted to have no swine and didn't even realize it. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, in the area we were at, nobody cared. It was really a okay. live and let live kind of an area. But yeah, we had, I didn't realize that we had we carry those deed restrictions. So no, no swine. Okay. And that is, that is often one that's included. So if you're looking for land out there, make sure you know what you're up against. Um, and even if you come across something like that, kind of get a feel for the neighborhood and how the neighbors might react to something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. So So pigs, pigs, we, you know, we personally like keeping pigs. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been times where we didn't have any pigs on site and, Mm -hmm. Um, it's always kind of a nice thing to see them go when they're large, but then mm-hmm. once they're gone, I miss them immediately. Immediately, like not because I fall in love with them. No, no, but because I feel like I'm being wasteful without them. Yes, yes, yeah, because they are the consumer of all things, <laughs> all things. Yeah. <laughs> so any anything. So we have a mutual friend who just finished a pig. Uh-huh. She um, picked up this pig for. Um, I don't know, some kind of deal and, um, raised her by herself Mm -hmm. and she fed her skimmed milk. She raises goats, fed her skimmed milk, you know, garden produce, scraps, kitchen scraps, a little bit of grain. Okay. Um, but that pig, she ended up putting in the freezer, a decent sized pig and she paid to have it processed. And by after all of her expenses, she figured about a dollar 50 a pound. Very nice. Very nice. And the pork, is beautiful very it's nice gorgeous pork so um i it finally it has me on the yep yeah we're ready for pigs again after moving so yeah yeah you know it, it's a great meat source they grow out um relatively quick mm-hmm. um you know in a year's time mm-hmm. uh if you if you're feeding the pig right um you can definitely and sometimes even before that some breeds are known to grow out more closer to six to eight months oh yeah we personally have never grown out a pig that quick mm-hmm. ours usually take about a year um we have, but they've been breed. It depends on your breed a yeah. lot of times, and they have been breeds that are grown commercially for fast grow out. 
um, where that your bottom line, your dollar yeah. is, is what matters the most. And those aren't the best flavored meats, the best. It's more um, of the white meat pork. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you can do that. You can certainly do that. And, and, um, a lot of people may prefer that because that's what they're used to buying at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we don't prefer that. We like to get a nice red meat pork. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's what this mutual friend has grown. And when she sent me her pictures of her pork chops, (laughs) (laughs) I showed them to Eric right away. I was like, we're getting these pigs. I don't really like, it's not up for discussion. We're getting them. What breed did she have? Old spots. An old spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've done a couple of old spots. Um, how did she do on her bacon? She had a friend do her bacon. So she, when she put in the butcher order, mm-hmm. um, she just asked for the whole pork belly to come back. Okay. And so it, it comes back uh, like rolled up and you know, yeah. packaged. And she took it to a friend who has a little more experience than she has on curing and smoking. And mm-hmm. she's very excited about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I've heard about the old spots is they're not a, a huge pork belly type of a pig. Okay. Um, that the pork belly sections are usually a little bit smaller on the old spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is per a butcher told mm-hmm. me this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you will get some bacon on them. Don't right. get me wrong. And we got, we got great bacon off of ours. But, right. Um, different breeds are known to give more or less mm-hmm. of certain things. Um, right. We should talk about that. Yeah. You know, because there's a lot of different breeds of pigs, you mm-hmm. know, you know, first of all, you've got your breeds that are going to give you the white meat. Mm-hmm. Then you've got your breeds that are going to give you more of the dark meat. Mm-hmm. Um, some pigs, um, and actually kind of a lot of homesteaders lean towards um, the lard pigs. Right. Which is a smaller breed of pig. They take a little bit longer to grow out, but... Um, but you get a lot of good fat off of them. Yes. And uh, there's definitely a place for them. Yes. Um you get a lot less meat off of them. Yes, you do. You get a lot less meat off them. They are not known for their bacon at all. Um, but you will get some some great roasts off of them and stuff like that. And lots of lard. I mean, like if you love cooking with lard. Mm-hmm. And we do. We do at our house. Yeah. Um, in fact, I forgot how much we loved cooking with it. And we haven't been raising hogs since we... It's been a year and a half now that we moved. So Hurricane Ian Prep was a race for cleaning out freezers. And one of the things that I discovered in the bottom of a freezer was, hey, look at all that pork fat I had from a lard pig. Okay. And uh, actually, we had butchered them together at our place. Like when we were transitioning in our move, we we bought the farm with all these pigs. And so we had the lard pigs there. They were um, American guinea hogs. Yes, when we had a girl's day and butchered pigs. (laughs) <laughs> we did. So <laughs> most would go for manicures and lattes. <laughs> Not us. We get we together got, with the We got sunburned and, and bacon. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So they were American guinea hogs. There was some pot belly in there. I think we had some crosses going on. Uh-huh. Um, and we butchered a bunch of lard pigs. So I had a bunch of fats. Yeah. Like stocked away in the bottom of the freezer and was like, no room for that. Time to render it down. Yeah. And I just had lost it in the freezer, honestly. And we were getting, making room with soup bones and all the things that didn't need to be in the freezer. Yeah. So, um, now I have 
rendered lard again and it's gorgeous beautiful pure white and we're cooking with it and everything is so tasty it is so good and it's not like you can buy lard at the grocery store Mm -hmm. but it's um hydrogenated yes and it's just not the same it's not the same cooking with homemade lard is amazing Mm -hmm. and we're just in time now i want to make some lard i've got a bag Mm -hmm. of fat in my freezer you have to you have to so um i bet we were kind of saving it for deer season oh to use yeah in your grind yeah did you ask for your beef fat back from your when you took beef to the processor no you should do that for your yes that's what we started doing Mm -hmm. i want my fat yeah and I'll use that with our... We venison. usually get our pork fat back, mm-hmm. but I've never gotten beef fat back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll do it. Yeah. Um, so I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, real quick, on the lard, it's right. just in time for pie season, and you will not mm-hmm. make a better pie crust than right. using fresh lard. Nice. So I'm excited. I've never it. tried that before, so... We do a combo of lard and butter okay. in the pie crust, and it makes it... Perfect. Nice. Very <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. So um, you have your lard pigs. You have your more meaty pigs, um, and then everything in between. So some of those pigs take a longer to grow out. You have heritage breeds, um, mm-hmm. and those are the ones that are. And, and you get a redder meat out of them because um, their their meat is just more. It's oxygenated, and I've read. Um, some stories I want to say from Joel Salatin maybe okay where I don't know if it's his dad or him or some a friend somebody learned that um he kept his pigs in a pen somebody somebody kept their pigs in a pen okay this is my horrible storytelling and um in order to get a redder pork he put their feeders up on a ledge. So the pigs had to jump up to the ledge. And so that gave them the exercise they needed okay. to oxygenate and the okay. red blood cells to the meat and all of that. So um, if you don't have a big space and, and you have to pen them, that's an option. Interesting. Yeah, it was very interesting. It was very, I, I, I wish I could really give credit to where I heard that. It has something to do with Joel Salton. Okay. So... Um, yeah, us personally, um, so I, yeah, okay, so let's back up. I guess step number one, mm-hmm. you know, for people that are interested in pigs is research your breeds, mm-hmm. figure out what your family likes, mm-hmm. what are you going for, um, to help you kind of narrow down um, what kind of breed. Mm-hmm. Um, us personally, we have never really stuck with one particular breed. Like every time right. we get pigs, we like try a different one, mm-hmm. try a different one. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, for the first time ever, we are now the proud owners of a Berkshire boar. Mm-hmm. So everything will be half Berkshire from now on. Yay. So. Well, and that's something I want to bring in because yeah. I want to do the old spots, but I'd like to do an old spot Burke cross. So yeah. we'll have to collaborate on that. Yes. That'll be fun. Yes. Mine will end up being a Berkshire Hampshire cross. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hampshire leans a little more towards the white meat, mm-hmm. um, but they're not as white as like a Yorkshire. Right. And they're a faster grow out. They are a very fast grow out. Right. And they get big. Yeah. And so these are all <laughs> genes that you're you're considering. Yes. That you're carrying forward. You want the best of, of the Hampshire and you want the best of the Berkshire. Yeah. So talk about the Burke a little bit. 
Yeah, so um, the Berkshire is definitely, it, it. I feel like Berkshire is like the standard in red meat pork. Yeah, they're good. You know? They're good. I really do. And we we were really sitting on the fence on whether or not we wanted to get a boar, if we wanted to AI our sow, if we wanted to butcher her and not have, mm-hmm. you know, piglets born on the farm anymore. And, um, you know, I've really been sitting on the fence about it for a while. And one day, just across the Facebook, um, here comes this Berkshire boar. And I messaged them. <laughs> And they were like 15 minutes down the road from us. That's and what happens. I know. And she only wanted $100 for him. What? I know. And I was like, what? Okay, hold on. I'll be right there. <laughs> I'll <laughs> drop what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah. So, we have him now. And he's a little rambunctious. I'm pretty convinced that if he wanted to jump the fence, uh-huh. that he could jump the fence. He's got some energy to him. Nice. Yeah, so, um, and he's young. I mean, he's just over a year old, so um, I think with age, he'll probably chill out a little bit, Um, but he seems nice anyway, so. Yeah, um, they're a good temperament. That's another thing to consider, too. Temperament, Mm -hmm. yes. Temperament is is key because, you know, pigs get large. You know, you don't want any large animal that doesn't have a good temperament. Right, right. Um, and we have had pigs that have not had good temperaments that we have decided to just send to the butcher mm-hmm. um, for that sole purpose, um, for that reason. So, Kind of like cows we've talked about in the past, yeah. I'm sure, that we don't keep crazy. Yeah. We don't keep crazy animals don't that can hurt crazy. us. No, mm-hmm. no. We had one particular sow um, who <clears throat> bit me. She bit Tori. And, um, I mean, if you had a kid over who didn't know better and got in the pen, right. you know, that, that could be disastrous. Yeah, so. it absolutely could. So she went to the butcher for sure. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that the biggest thing, since we're talking about rambunctious pigs here, I think the biggest thing with pigs is their area, mm-hmm. their setup. How do I, yeah, and that's when I think the biggest thing people have to consider, that's what they're asking. Like, how do I start? Like, what do they need? How do I house them? Do they, do they need a lot of space? You know, it, pigs don't have to have a lot of space. Mm-hmm. We, however, like our pig pens to be big. Mm-hmm. But we have the space to do that. So, right. um Pigs are, um, they're actually a very clean animal. And Mm -hmm. if you give them a pig, you know, a pig pen big enough, Mm -hmm. they will pick one particular spot to go to the bathroom in. Mm -hmm. They don't do it all over the pen. Right. Um, Which is nice. It makes for an easier clean out. Yep. Um, And you know where not to walk when you go in the pig pen. (laughs) Right, right. And so, and you can also train them to use that section by not putting their food over there. So if Mm -hmm. you put their food somewhere else, they, you know, if you put their food by the door that you're going in and out of, then um, they won't use the bathroom there. Yeah. So um, that's helpful. Yeah. So we, we prefer a nice big pig pen and it gives them an area to run around. You yeah. Know? We like and them be to, yeah, be pigs, go root around and run around and they do like to play, mm-hmm. you know, they'll chase each other and, um, they're our, a lot of fun. Our neighbors in front of us right now, um, they have two young or maybe not young is the right word, but small goats, like, um, like dwarf goats or pygmies mm-hmm. or something like that. And, um, 
they have raised pigs in the past for meat in a pen. Uh-huh. And now they have these two young pigs they recently got. And they're just running around like a half acre size yeah. enclosure with, with the goats. Nice. And so they're like all the same size and they all run around together. It's really cute. <laughs> so cute. And I thought, you know, I could, I bet I can put my pigs in my front field and I mm-hmm. bet they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. They have, they'd have enough space that I wouldn't feel a need to try to get out. Right. You know, I've got this where all the, um, the live oaks are. I've got lots of acorns there. And which oh, they love they the love acorns. They love the acorns. That's great for finishing them on. Yes. They um, love the acorns. Yeah. So I, I'm opening Eric's mind up a little bit more to, they don't have to be in a pen um, because that's the only way he's ever raised pigs was in a pen. Right. And um, we've done like bigger pens, smaller pens, but always a pen. Yeah. And even we might like bring them out, but put them back. Um, and so he, he's having a hard time with, oh, they can like run the half acre, <laughs> you know, and, and they're fine. They're not getting out. Right. So, so what type of fencing would you go with if you were to do that? Well, we currently have, um, like goat fencing, the two by four woven yeah. wire yeah. all the way around. And then, um, one side has some board fence, which is really just for aesthetic reasons. Right. Um, Right. It, it's not necessary. But um, if I had large pigs, I would probably want to run a strand of hot wire at the bottom. Yes. Um, because I know they respect it. They really do. Yeah. Um, pigs work really well with hot wire. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it, and honestly, if you don't have hot wire on your pig enclosure or your pig pen or your pig pasture or whatever, mm-hmm. eventually they are going to root under a fence. Right. They just are. Yeah. I mean, that's just what they do. So um, on my farm, electric is a must for pigs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know at what point we would need to do that. I the one strand works great, though. Right. Um, you know, because you have that electric hog netting right. that you let us borrow, mm-hmm. and that works great until they root up a bunch of dirt on it, and they're going to do it. And it shorts it out. And yeah. it shorts it out. So um, we, after I gave your fence back, I ran just one strand, mm-hmm. you know, it's probably like about... Six to eight inches yeah, off the ground. probably about yeah. eight inches off the ground, and... Um, as long as they don't mess it up, mm-hmm. they 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 respect that hot wire, mm-hmm. and it's just one strand, and it will save your fences. Right now, and if it does short out, like if a limb falls on it, or they root some dirt up on it, or something, they will know it. They know it. <laughs> I don't know if they. They're can, very smart. Yeah, they're very smart. I don't know if they can sense that it's not pulsing anymore, like it should, yeah. or if they just know. I. They know. I mean, anytime we've ever had a short in wire. They know. They know. And so, and that's another thing that you have to consider with the pigs. Like, I mean, pigs are pretty easy, but you have to check on them. Mm -hmm. You know, you oftentimes have to get into the pen with them and walk around and make sure your wires are good. Make sure nothing's on it. They Mm -hmm. haven't, you know, a tree didn't fall on it Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, well, and they're kind of, um, they're curious little creatures, they you know, are. and because they are smart and they are curious and they, they kind of want to explore, um, like they'll, they'll cause a little 
mishap here and there, like with water or mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like we had pigs once that we had on an automatic water. We've, we usually put everything on an auto water. Um, but this particular one was um, it was a barrel style waterer with the okay. little nipple on the bottom. And, you know, they just tear it off just for funsies. Right. <laughs> Just because. Just because. Just because they need something to do. Yeah, or uh, and then drain it, and then they can push the barrel around. Yes. um, So there's that, that fun. Or they make a nice mud pit with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and yes, they definitely will make a mud pit out of their water. I mean, we have like a big um, shallow trough Mm -hmm. for our pig water, and it has one of the automatic waterers set up on it. And um, that has to be right by the fence because you can't have too much hose going into your pig pen because the pigs will eat the hose. They'll chew on it. They'll chew on it. (laughs) And so, um, but they also, since that's such a nice big shallow trough, that yeah, they want to drink the water, but more than that, they want to climb in it and lay in it and bathe in it. Yeah. You know, so you're constantly getting dirt in there. So. I would say every couple of weeks, we've got enough dirt in the bottom of that where we got to flip it. Clean it out. Rinse it. And it smells yummy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So people have heard, um, you know, sweating like a pig, the phrase sweating like a pig. Well, the truth is that pigs don't sweat. They do not. And so they need that wallow. They need something. Um, One thing we've done before is we kept breeder pigs on concrete. Mm -hmm. Say what you will about it. it worked in our situation that we yeah. were at at the time. And so there's no wallow to be had. So we gave him a kiddie pool. Yeah. Um, and that worked out. We also, we've done it where we've kept misters on them mm-hmm. in the in the hottest part of the summer. And that worked well too. I have a mister running in our pig pen right now. Yeah. Kind of a homemade mister. <laughs> meaning I went and stabbed a hose. So oh. it just sprayed out into <laughs> their pig pen. Oh, you did that on purpose? Because we, we don't have a single hose that doesn't have a stab hole in it. Oh my gosh. I know. So, yeah. but they love it and and they need it. Um Yeah, they know, do need it, it. They do need it. It keeps them nice and cool. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the pig water is definitely one of the pig challenges. Mhm. Um they like to flip it over. They love to flip it over. Yeah. But I have found, you know, if you do a big enough trough uh-huh. They can't flip it over. Okay. And we always keep their water on pallets, too. I really find that that helps. It helps keep it level. Okay. So your automatic waterer thing works correctly. Okay. Um, they just don't root under it as much for whatever reason. But My favorite thing to do for pigs has been um, we use, like, it's a small bowl-style auto waterer okay so like they're not getting in it it's like the size of a little dog bowl okay and it doesn't have a nipple that they bite on to get water because sometimes they get a little excited about it and bite it off like i said but it has like a they a a, um what's the word i'm looking for i don't like they push their nose against the back of it okay and and it works like like a float would work so water comes out they can drink it up in the bowl and that's great most of the time, unless they try to like stand on it or something, and then they break the pipe it's connected to. That does happen. That has happened. Um, yeah, because they, they're like having toddlers, man. It aren't is. They? It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, exactly so like imagine leaving your toddlers in a pen with mud and water. What would they get into? What would they do? Right. That's exactly <laughs> what a pig's going to do. That's what they do. 
Um, but those little waters work really well as long as they have a place to get in the water. So then we would also use a kiddie pool mm-hmm. or a barrel cut lengthwise in half. Yep. Or just go out there and turn the water hose to the ground where they can yes they can wallow. Yeah. Yeah, the um, the guy that we bought our sow from, um, he has like just a huge area. I mean, it's a giant area that he keeps all of his pigs in. And up towards the front of it, um, he dug a huge, huge hole. And I mean, it's probably 12 feet wide, mm-hmm. you know, a big 12 foot wide circle, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a couple feet deep and he has a metal pipe Um, that has a hose running in it and the pipe bends up in the air and it goes right over the fence over that hole and he can turn the water on and it's like a shower it's like a little shower and it goes right into this area that he dug out and he'll just turn it on occasionally and all the pigs will run to it i'm like i really want one of those for my pigs that's That's cool that's a good idea idea. that's a really good idea Um, because they need that mud yeah so they do um so, yeah, I mean, pigs can be a lot of work, but they're worth it, and we always go back to them, mm-hmm. you know? We do, too. Um, Eric always hates when we, when we raise pigs. He, I don't know why. I think because he raised pigs when he was a kid, and it was, like, a job. Right. And, um, you know, and because they do, like, they do cause issues that have to be dealt with. Like, they do. They're a little problematic at times, um, and they have probably been, over the years, the number one animal that... Hey babe, I need you to help me fill in the blank. Yeah, <laughs> with the pigs, yeah. <laughs> or because of the pigs, <laughs> or because I'm getting pigs. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing is Austin's going to do a show pig this year, okay. and so that'll be coming up here in the next month or so. That we'll get his nice. show pig, and uh, raising that is completely different than raising ours. Um, it'll have its own space, but yeah, so he's open to it now. Very good. So. Funny what kids do to us. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So let's see here. Um, Pig food. Mm -hmm. Yes. We. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. They eat everything. (laughs) That's the short answer. Yeah. They eat everything. Although I don't give mine meat. I do. On the regular. I mean, like if I have a little bit, I mean, meat usually just goes to our dogs, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, we have even raised pigs right next to meat chickens. Mm-hmm. And when we cleaned our meat chickens, we fed all of the waste to the pigs. They will eat a chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um, and I didn't have any problem with that. People uh, I knew questioned my sanity. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is okay, though. Um, yeah. In the wild, if a pig comes across dead animal, they're going to give it a taste. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we did that. What else? Um, but when I am buy, I mean, we do buy a lot of feed for our pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, they definitely, the majority of our pigs' diet is a commercial pig feed. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're young, they get hog grower. As they get older, um, they get the hog feed that has the lesser protein. Mm-hmm. And then I even start cutting out with corn. Mm-hmm. My pigs right now are actually eating just straight cracked corn. Um, but we soak it and ferment it. Right. Yes. Which, it, with any animal, although cows, we don't do it with the cows, but with chickens and pigs... Mm-hmm. 
fermenting and soaking your feed saves you a good bit of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's better for the animal too. You know, it really starts to kind of break down that feed, especially something like corn. It's right. not a very digestible thing. Right. Um, so, you know, fermenting helps to start break it down so they can soak it in a little bit better. Yeah, and you end up going through less that way um, per feeding because they're taking more of the nutrients in. Yeah, and you're not losing feed to the ground as easy, Mm -hmm. especially... You mean because it's wet? Yes. Right. Especially like some of the commercial hog growers, they're so powdery. Mm -hmm. You know, if that gets in the dirt... It's gone. It's gone. Mm -hmm. It's done. But if that feed is soaked... It's more like an oatmeal, mm-hmm. you know. They're more likely to more likely to in. eat it and yeah. take it in. So, um, I'm a huge believer in soaking their feed. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've done it for the cows too, but um, and I know that's not the topic. But the thing about cows is that they ferment their feed themselves. <laughs> like right. If you've never smelled cow breath, <laughs> it's quite fermented. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's kind of gross. Um, but yeah, yeah, we've done that for pigs as well. I'm so excited to get pigs again. Yeah. By the time I finally do get them, it'll be a full two years just about wow. that we've had pigs. Yeah, almost. Yeah. Wow. So I'm pretty excited. Um, we've we've researched breeds extensively. And just like you guys, in the past, it's kind of been like, well, what's available? What comes across? What can we find? Yeah, it's not been like, we got to have this breed. Um we raised Berkshires before, and we were excited to have that when they were available. Um, but now this is the first time that I'm going and saying, I want this breed. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the right thing for me for now. This is this is a plan. Yes, a plan. <laughs> what? Wait, for today. So you want to talk about plans? <laughs> <laughs> because that's a surefire way to make them change. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah, we had this big plan for our pigs um, because we had two sows. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sows was the one that had a, a whole slew of piglets um, about a year and a half ago. And we ended up with one one of those piglets um ended up just staying because she would never get in the darn trailer to go to the butcher. Oh, right. Right. And so that's how we ended up with two sows Mm -hmm. because the one was so stubborn, she didn't want to go nowhere. And so um, she's a year and a half now. And um, actually, the weekend that we were prepping for the hurricane was the weekend that we were supposed to butcher her. We were just going to dispatch her here on site, hang her in the walk-in cooler for a week or so, and um, we were just going to do all the cuts ourselves. Mm-hmm. And um, then the threat of this hurricane came. And we're like, wait a second. We're what if like, we have no power? Right. We're going to lose power. We can't have a pig hanging in the walk-in cooler and not right. have any power and have to worry about that. And, blah, you know. So she got to stay of execution. Yeah. So she got to stay of execution. <laughs> and... The sows were, we have two different pig pens, which is another point that I'll bring up is I like to have two different pig pens. Mm -hmm. It is nice to be able to move them Mm -hmm. if you need to. Not that I move my pigs a whole lot. I know some people like move their pigs and rotate them and pasture them. That's not our operation right now. We're not set up to do that with pigs, Mm -hmm. but we do have two pig pens. Whenever one gets really bare and run down Mm -hmm. and the fences are starting to be a little janky, Mm -hmm. we'll move on. Let that one pig pen grow back up right. and give them some vegetation. That way, when they go back, they've got lots of greenery to eat. But um, so the sows were in the biggest pig pen, 
And, um, you know, I had on a whim went and picked up that boar. Mm -hmm. So the boar went into the other pig pen. Well, the sow pig pen is the one that floods really bad whenever a flood is potentially going to happen. And I didn't want to have to worry about moving pigs in the middle of a hurricane or in the middle of a flood. And so I'm like, no, we just need to do this before. That way it's done. We don't have to worry about it. So the pig, the sow who got her stay of execution, got moved over into the boar pen so she wouldn't drown in a flood. <laughs> well, if your options are like, let her be bred or let her drown, I mean. And like literally within like 12 hours, that boar had her bred. I wonder, I don't, I don't know about this at all, but like with cows um, and goats, I know um, if you put your cows and your heifers together with a bull, and you're not seeing them cycling with their heat cycles, that a bull will, they quote unquote say, will bring right. them in. Bring them in. And there's, the there's something with pheromones and hormones and yes. all of that that happens. And so I wonder if that is the case with pigs. Yes. So, well, you know, I think she was very quickly brought into heat as soon as she got into that boar pen. <laughs> because we talked about that, you and I. Did, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but it was like, well, what are the chances that you're, it's right. going to be the day she's in heat? Right. Well, it happened. <laughs> and, that boar was on her for like two straight days oh, and they stay in standing heat for about two days. Okay. So okay. she's now bred. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we're really waiting on him to breed big mama, mm-hmm. but the big mama is so much bigger than him. That mm-hmm. will be kind of the same situation. Like with our bull, like is this boar going to be able to pull it off? <laughs> he might need a stool. <laughs> <laughs> he might need a step stool. So now we're like, okay, well, you know, maybe we'll just keep her and let her have her litter of piglets Mm -hmm. and just sell all the piglets. Mm -hmm. Um, And piglets are so much fun to have, I might add. They are until they get a certain size. Then you're ready to sell them. Yes. It's time to be gone. Yes, it's time to be gone once they get to a certain size. Mm -hmm. And uh, we really had a lot of fun the last time we had. we And we had two sows. Mm -hmm. And we had, I think, 19 piglets. Mm -hmm. And that was so much fun. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Until it was time to sell them. And then we had to, you know, then, okay, it's time to learn how to castrate all these piglets. Mm -hmm. So we ended up having to castrate, I think, like 11 Mm -hmm. of them were boys. Um, So it went really well. That's something to to mention real quick, though. If you're going to raise boys for meat, you definitely want to castrate them. You definitely want to castrate them. I've had people tell me, oh, it doesn't matter. We raise our boys and just butcher them young. Mm -hmm. No. It matters. It matters. If you've ever had boar-tainted meat, you know it matters. Oh, my gosh. It's a horrible... You can't eat it. It's such a strong odor on the meat. Mm -mm. You can't eat it. And, I mean... The first pig that Tori ever shot when he was hunting, like a wild pig, was oh. a boar. And <laughs> and we didn't know. It was the first time we had ever done anything like that. And he brought that thing home. And, I mean, I pulled up from work out in the front driveway, and I could smell it from outside. <laughs> he was inside cooking it. And I was like, no, uh-uh. no. I'm not eating that. <laughs> no, don't ever cook that in my house again. <laughs> 
bad. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, it is bad. So that yeah. is something that you want to consider if you're getting pigs to raise for your meals. Um, yes. That you, you want castrated boys or girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Castrated for sure. Um, on the males for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Look for that. So we, you mentioned for very briefly um, about you guys, you don't like rotationally graze your pigs. There right. are some breeds that are better suited for that. Yes. Um, like Cooney Cooney pigs are real popular in the yes. homestead world right now. Yeah. Um, pigs that are not known to root up mm-hmm. the ground mm-hmm. are the good pigs for pasturing. The pigs right. that I have, are <laughs> I would <laughs> never put them out in my cow pasture. They would either. ruin your pasture. They would ruin my pasture. Yeah. They would have it completely torn up. Yeah. So, But if that's a situation, like if you have a piece of land that you want that done to that for you whatever. That you want that done to. Yeah, pigs are the You perfect. can put them to work for you um you could move them through your woods they will clean up all the green they will yep. they will dig out um like air potatoes they will mm-hmm. they they will clean up the section for mm-hmm. you and you can keep moving them along however you need so yeah. and we've actually <laughs> considered putting pigs out in our yeah. woods because the terrain is like really uneven right and i thought you know we could put pigs out there mm-hmm. and they would root all that up and mm-hmm. kind of level it out a little bit right and it would probably be really nice afterwards. Yeah. So yeah, it's give it a to light consider. tilt on the top. That is good, a good good idea. Um, if you don't do that, uh, you they love green though. They love limbs they do. and um, hay. Hay is a great supplement for them. If they're Mm -hmm. not out in the woods or on grass, you can give them hay. They love it. They love it. They grow. There is nothing that pigs don't love to eat. Right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like my friend with the old spot. Yeah. Like if she found a clutch of eggs that had been forgotten by a a hen, like they all went to the pigs. My pigs love eggs. Poopy eggs or skimmed milk because she, you know, kept the cream and then the skimmed milk is kind of nutritionally void i mean it's like all carbs yeah um so it went to the pig yeah and and they let the pig turn it into bacon yeah so or garden clean out garden clean out yeah Yeah. um garden clean out pigs are amazing for Mm -hmm. that you know pull a bunch of old spent crops Mm -hmm. cow poop Really? They will eat the mess out of some cow poop. Really? Yes. I yeah. I've never tried that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, we we drag, I, we drag and we like our right. poop to go right back into the dirt, especially where right. we are now. Like, we, we need, yeah. <laughs> organic, need that matter. organic matter. But it's something to think about if, um, you know, you want to run pigs with your cows, you can do that. So research that. That's a thing. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a thing. So, yeah, I mean, I think the family pig is a great idea, you know, mm-hmm. it, to for, you know, if you have a smaller homestead, you know, one or two pigs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always kind of are the thought of, well, if you're going to get one, you might, you as, might well as well get two. Get two. Well, I mean, and we've talked about that. They're and how, social. Yeah, they are social. They are social. But that's how you're able to save a dollar by to put food on your table is that, you raise one for yourselves, for your family, mm-hmm. and you raise one for sale. Yeah. And maybe you have a friend in a subdivision who can't raise pigs there. Yeah. And they're willing to pay for the feed. Yeah. And so they bring the feed, you take care of the animals, you split the butcher costs, that's going to make everybody happy. Yeah. Win-win all around. Yeah. So, you know, so pigs are a very, very, very good source of protein for the family. It, I mean, it's something that's going to grow out super quick. Yeah. 
Um, they're not super expensive to raise and I mean, they take a little bit of work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, like we said, they're kind of troublemakers sometimes, but you know, if you haven't had homemade bacon Mm. and homegrown pork chops, you are missing out. It is completely (laughs) different than what you're getting at the grocery store. Completely different. It really is. Especially the bacon. Yeah. I say especially the pork tops. And then the sausage. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love this. And I love going to the butcher. Although our next pig we'll probably do here ourselves. But Mm -hmm. the one thing I do like about taking a whole pig to the butcher is all the different options they give you for your sausages. Right. You know, they'll have like 12 different flavors you can choose from. Mm -hmm. And you can do links or patties or ground Mm -hmm. or you can put cheese in them Mm -hmm. or, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. 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 It's nice to fill the freezer. Mm -hmm. And my kids have always enjoyed having pigs around too. It's a great project for for kids. In fact, that's one of the things, one of the first things that my kids did um, for a dollar was okay. they sold baby pigs. Okay. Um, they we let them keep a, a pair together uh-huh. and let them breed, and they sold piglets, and that that was good. That was a good thing for them. And you know, like I said, now our youngest son, he's in FFA at the school, and he's going to show a pig. So that's going to be his responsibility. Like I told yeah. him, I'm not dealing with your pig. You feed the pig, you buy the pig feed, because he's going to keep the money when he sells it. Right. <laughs> so. And if you expect to keep that money. Yeah. 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 So that's his responsibility. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So I figure in about three months, mm-hmm. three weeks, and three days, I'll have a bunch of piglets. Cool. Because they're so fast. They are fast. Like, who in the heck can have 10 babies in three months, three weeks, and three days? I know, in four months. That's crazy, (laughs) isn't it? It is crazy. So, it's a really quick turnaround. It is a quick turnaround. It is a quick, it's it's another good, we say small-scale protein. I mean, it's not quail small, but um, it it is smaller than, like we said, raising cows. It is smaller, you know, because... Ideally, you know, if you're talking about butchering around like eight months old, you know, Mm -hmm. the pig's probably going to be, depending upon the breed, maybe about 200 pounds, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not like a cow. Right. And it's something that you can learn to butcher on your own as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Very doable. Yeah. So, well, I'm a fan. We hope we talk to you guys into getting some pigs. <laughs> Everybody should. Everybody should. There's another breed that's getting popular in our small world, um, the Mishans. Yes. They're so cute, though. They are adorable. Aren't they cute? They, they're the babies. They look like baby elephants. They're so cute. They're wrinkly. Yeah. And um, I think they're a good, they're like a cross between a lard and a meat pig, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know a lot about them, but... Mm-hmm. I may be doing some more research here soon. Yeah. Thinking about that too. Yeah. I'd like to keep both. I'd like some lard pig and some meat pig. Yeah. So. Yeah. For us, we're all about the meat pig. Mm -hmm. Um, Just for the sheer volume of of meat you get back and bacon that you get back. And, Mm -hmm. And Tori too always talks me out of the other breeds because of how long they take to grow up. They do. You know, he doesn't want to try to keep a pig for two years. Right. Right. Like the guinea hogs. Yeah. Or the cooney coonies. Yeah. Yeah, so. they they really come into their prime as far as your best meat at like two to three years. So that's a long time. It's a long that's, turnover. That's a long turnover. Yeah. So 
Not for us. No. But some people love them and, and do amazing things with them. Yep. So yep. Um, they definitely have their place. Definitely so. Yep. All right, guys. Well, until next time, we're still not sure on a schedule. Um, so we'll see you when we see you. Schedule schedule. Yeah. <laughs> or like even a topic schedule. <laughs> That's just not us. We decided. So we'll talk to you sometime about something farmstead related. That's right. So go farm like a girl. <laughs> Thanks y'all. Bye.